Okay, good morning. This is Richard Shu, host of Shu Untied. This morning, I'm very pleased and honored to have with me as my guest, a Frank Aquila, who's a partner at Sullivan and Cromwell. Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. So, Frank, let me begin by asking you um, how you started your career uh, at Sullivan and Cromwell and, and how you got into M&A to begin with. Well, I came to Sullivan and Cromwell uh, actually 34 years ago this month, and uh, I was very much focused on uh, securities, capital markets work. Uh, that was what I thought my career was going to be, and I certainly started in that area. But very quickly, given that it was the uh, early 80s, I was, uh, as everyone was at that time, uh, focused on uh, the mergers and acquisitions world and hostile bids and everything, uh, corporate raiders, all of that that was going on then. And uh, I quickly was pulled into an assignment here or there and uh, really uh, uh, loved the work and uh, wound up doing uh, more and more as uh, we uh, moved into the mid-80s and then the late-80s. And uh, eventually I looked up one day and I was a sixth or a seventh year associate and 100% of what I was doing was mergers and acquisitions and was uh, you know, surprised because that wasn't what I had intended to do out of law school, but uh, I certainly love doing it. Well, what do you think it is that, about M&A that you really love? It, it's a number of different things. One is that in every single transaction, you were dealing with a full range of legal issues, you know, contract issues, uh, you know, litigation issues, uh, you know, sometimes it's antitrust, sometimes it's employment law issues, sometimes it's regulatory approvals, sometimes it's environmental law. You're dealing with different industries. You're dealing with, uh, you know, sometimes uh, different countries. I do a lot of cross-border work. Uh, sometimes you're buying divisions, sometimes you're buying public companies. So, uh, you know, sometimes people say to me, oh, you've been doing mergers and acquisitions for 30 years. How can you do the same thing for 30 years? The reality is I'm always doing something different. And that's really the biggest thing that I think draws me to uh, M&A is, is the range of legal issues and the variety of the types of deals and industries that I, I get to work with. Well, when you look back at your uh, successful career of 34 years, are there a couple of deals or two or three deals that kind of really stand out in your mind? Absolutely. Uh, certainly uh, the combination of uh, Grand Met and Guinness to form Diageo, uh, InBev's hostile bid for uh, Anheuser-Busch, uh, that be created Anheuser-Busch uh, uh, InBev. Uh, you know, but it's also working with, uh, you know, say, a company like United Rentals, which uh, Eight years ago, when I started working with them, they had a market cap of about $500 million. And uh, uh, the chairman of the board, Jenny Bertel, and the CEO, Mike Nealon, had a real vision for what United Rentals could be. But you know, it was in the midst of the, midst of the financial crisis. And uh, but they had a very clear vision. You know, today, that's a $10 billion market cap company. So. Uh, you know, it, 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 sometimes it's companies like 
take those that you work with for a long period of time and uh, and help them transform that are uh, you know really some of the most satisfying uh, transactions but you know i 've been very fortunate to have uh, you know a, a range of really terrific uh, uh, clients like uh, you know Amgen and Deepold Nixdorf and uh, Endeavor and, and so many more that uh, you know really uh, you know I, i've become uh, very much part of uh, almost the internal team with them. Well, it does sound like you've worked in a lot of different industries. Give me a feel for the various industries you've worked in. Do you have some favorites within those industries? Uh, you know, I certainly worked in uh, beverage alcohol, as uh, I mentioned. Uh, I've done a lot in the uh, uh, healthcare, uh, pharma, biopharma sector. Uh, I've worked uh, a lot in uh, uh, consumer goods. I represented uh, Kraft in their acquisition, uh, their merger with Heinz. Uh, I represented Pillsbury when they uh, merged with uh, General Foods. Uh, so, I, you know, a lot in that area. You know, I've, I've represented retailers. I've represented, uh, uh, you know, financial institutions. That's not a big part of my practice. I've represented, uh, you know, airlines, certainly British Airways has been a client I've done a ton of work for over the years. You know, it, there's almost uh, no sector that I haven't worked in uh, during the course of the last 34 years. Mm. And by the way, I'm not retiring, so this is not a, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, memoir looking back uh, type of thing. But uh, I've worked with a lot of different companies and great people over the last 34 years in lots of different sectors. Well, I'm sure you also work with a lot of younger lawyers now in your position. What kind of advice do you give younger lawyers who want to, you know, who are starting their careers in law or want to get into M&A? You know, I do, and uh, I, I encourage younger lawyers to think about what they want to do. I love it when somebody comes to me and they want to be an M&A lawyer. And, you know, I, I often see in them some of the things that I saw in myself as a younger lawyer. But I think what's important is, uh, you know, whether someone's uh, finishing up law school or they're, uh, you know, uh, a first or second year uh, lawyer, that they try everything. Because it's only when you are actually doing the work do you recognize what really uh, uh, is your calling. And... uh, you know, I'd rather see somebody be successful as an IP lawyer or a tax lawyer or as a litigator than simply doing something that they thought that they were interested in. Because I think you'll excel if you're working in the area that you're truly interested in. Even though you've been doing M&A for so many years, do you find that uh, it's still new and fresh every single deal or does it get old after a while? No, it's new and fresh because certainly the laws that affect M&A and the case law changes all the time. But also, as I mentioned, you're dealing with so many other areas like tax law and antitrust law and things of that sort that are changing as well. So it really is new and fresh. And certainly the corporate governance landscape has changed dramatically over the course of the last 15 years. And I've, uh, as part of my you know, corporate governance practice, board practice, have been very much at the center of that. So, uh, yeah, it certainly keeps everything very new and fresh. Now, I'm sure you've had tons of opportunities to do other careers or do other things. Have you ever thought about doing something other than just being a, an outside counsel lawyer? 
I, I've had lots of uh, offers to you know go into investment banking, to uh, you know be general counsels for clients, to you know e- even you know uh, be a potential CEO. But you know I, I know myself pretty well, and I know what my strengths and weaknesses are, and uh, I think. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what I'm doing today is is you know you know uh, what I like to do and what I'm passionate about doing, and you know uh, while everybody thinks they'd be the world's best CEO, you know the reality is I work with a lot of CEOs, and uh, uh, they as a group don't get uh, a lot of acknowledgement. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it, it's a really hard job, and you need a unique personality to do it. And I know myself; that's not me. Uh, you know, same thing with general counsels. They today—that's a role that's really evolved during the course of my career. And general counsels today are extraordinarily uh, uh, smart, and they have to you know how to manage. They have to know. Uh, a full range of the law, and uh, they have to, uh, you know, work with the board. They have to work with their colleagues and senior management. And again, you know, uh, I work very well with general counsel, but uh, a lot of the the strengths you need to be a great general counsel are not my strengths. So, you know, I know myself, and you know, it's sometimes easy to say, oh, you know, I uh, uh, was asked for this job or that job. But you know, it's better to to know uh, what what you're good at and what you're passionate about, and stay with that. Well, Frank, I know you're a young man. What about you going forward in the future? Do you plan to just uh, keep doing this thing, or do you have any other particular goals for yourself that you that you want to do, or or in, in the future? For the time being, I, I intend to continue to uh, practice, do what I'm doing, and uh, you know, but eventually. Uh, you know, we live longer and longer these days, so uh, there will come a time when uh, I'll do different things. I'm never just going to sort of sit on the back porch and uh, uh, read or go on the golf course and play uh, 18 holes of golf every day. But, uh, you know, I can see myself doing uh, writing and teaching, things like that, uh, you know, are certainly very uh, appealing to me and I suspect will be uh, part of the future not right now, but uh, you know, at some point in the future. Well, Frank, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time when you do, or if you ever do decide to do something else, you'll have to come back and tell me about it. Absolutely, for sure. That's a promise. This is Richard Shu and Frank Aquila. Thanks. Mm-hmm.